I'm ready when you are. You can feel the country's on a knife edge. It's only, what, 30 minutes late starting? Let's do this! <laughs> it's a joke, obviously. You are in retreat. We're not rioting yet. I don't like that question. You're just saying shit and you don't even know what you're talking about. That spider game sounds way cooler than manta rays, doesn't it? And I was like, well, here's my two cents. You, you, you need a lot of stuff. That's how we should describe the podcast. If they ever went out and recruited one more person, then we'd have double the number of people listening. Well then. Let's start the show. Oh, well, hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, as always, I'm Brad, and I'm joined here by my good friend, Brad. How are you doing? Uh, not so bad, Brad. How, uh, how's it been? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's been a couple of weeks, if not a month. Uh, July was basically a no-go for the podcast. I mean, it's summertime. We deserve a break too, right? We got we well, got to... well, and we, we actually managed to hook up. Not hook up as in hook up. But <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe edit that one out. But um, we, uh, we, we managed to have a meeting of the minds in person. That's day, right. Which was quite yeah. nice. That's right. I popped over to London. Uh, it was very nice. Uh, the restaurant you picked for us to dine in was lovely. Uh, so, some uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's summertime. We're now in August. Is that the dog days of summer? Is that Can we call it the dog days of summer yet? Or are we too I, I, early? I think all days of summer in this country that I live in are all a little bit dog days. It's, I'm looking <laughs> out the window now at a grey, drizzly rain. So, <laughs> yeah, summer's over, people. All right. Well, and I mean, it's summer's always a busy time for everybody, us included. So this is going to have to be a short episode as well. But... You know, we're we're we got a couple big announcements to yeah. uh, to to mention here. First, our uh, our um, podcast uh, mascot is the word I'm looking for is is sitting right with us today, Tabby Bruce the cat. So if you do hear some some purring noises, it's not Brad or I making eyes at each other. Uh, it is uh, podcast mascot Tabby Bruce, and there he goes right across goes. the the microphone. <laughs> so ju- just as you said, we've got one or two big announcements. He gave out a lovely little purr, yeah. which um, I'm hoping will get captured on the audio because it was <laughs> the timing was exquisite. Um, but yeah, he's had enough now. He's actually just walked off. So um, okay, well, yeah. good good to see you, Tabby Bruce. Follow him on Instagram. Um, but yeah, so that's the first announcement. The second. Yeah, not not quite as exciting announcement is. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, I we'll think, let. I, th- I think this is good. Well, I think we'll let we can let the listeners decide. But we are now launched onto two new platforms, both the Woo! Stitcher app and iTunes. So the show is now available on Stitcher and iTunes. So if you've been listening the old way, which you must be, <laughs> because there is no other way. Because there is no other way. Uh, but you likely have new ways that you listen to podcasts. Go to the new ways. We yeah. are now available on the new ways. Forget the old ways. We've we've advanced. We've stepped up a level. We're now one with the times. We are. We are. So, well, we've always said we're the savers of modern media, haven't we? And now we've 
join the realms of modern media. That's right. On Stitcher and iTunes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been we've been talking the talk for a long time here now, so um, we're there now, which is good. So I hope that all of you that uh, were listening will go and subscribe to us on those any of those Definitely. formats. Give us a review too. Uh, not only would we like to hear your feedback, it also like boosts our numbers and our visibility and stuff. So. Even oh, if you I, don't listen to every episode or whatever, just subscribe. Give us a review. That's all we yeah, want. Subscribe. And I think you need to just click listen occasionally so it doesn't ca- – on iTunes, I know it cancels your subscription after a little while. So just keep going. I, I'm not afraid to say it, Flash. I, I'm going to be a ratings whore for this one. So <laughs> I, I want to see us in some sort of chart in, in a good way, not, you know, some yeah. sort of crime watch chart. Some sort of, and, you know, if needs be, I'll do this podcast naked to uh, boost the listenership. <laughs> Because I think I've got the body for a podcast. Ooh, as I'm the only one that can see you while we do this podcast. Um, So, but if this is what the listeners want, I say we'll give them what they want, because I agree. Uh, We want to boost some visibility. We want to see if we can get a few new listeners. So... Certainly that's need to right, boost that's something right. if I'm going to do Well, so tell your friends. Sure. We really appreciate it. And I think we need to give just a couple quick shout-outs to some people at the beginning here while we make this big announcement. And then we'll get to the content. Don't worry, people. It's all coming. Your, your awesome science stories are on the way. But first, I want to say the music for the show is done by the great Freak Motif, Freak Motif Band uh, out of Canada. So they provided the music on the front end and the back end. Great. The friends of the show. So thank you guys for that. Again, now that we're on these new formats, hopefully you get a boost from this too. Yeah, thank you. Um, also, our logo was done by a good pal, um, Sebastian Abood. You can find him, I believe, SebastianAbood.com. He's a graphic designer based in on Vancouver Island. Uh, he does great work. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at S underscore Abood, A-B-B-O-U-D. Um, but that's up on our, our information as well. So f- check him out. It, lo- it, lo- it looks good on iTunes. It, it yeah. shone out at me yesterday when I went to see that it was there and our new logo just shining out. So great job. Logo looks great. Logo looks great. So thank you to Sebastian for that. And then the people, the, the man behind the technical aspects of hosting our podcast and helping us get it up <clears throat> into these new formats, Matt Walkie. A good friend from Calgary, he runs a little production studio called Meter Room Productions. Thank you very much for that. Um, thank you, Matt. Thank you, thank you for your help in getting it up. That's uh, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So, without further ado, then let's move to the great content and give the people what they want in this condensed episode. Um, but yeah, just one more time, thanks to everybody, um, and Indeed. follow us on on the new the new platforms um help bring this show into the future so that we can save yeah. modern media yeah bring it, bring it to the masses as we you know we're, we're not afraid of corporate endorsements as we said before so you know if any companies want to start throwing money and gifts our way that's right that's right uh, all all presents are gratefully received <laughs> to be honest so. right on Let's dive on in, Flash. Where you, you're going to take us away first, I believe. Yeah, I'm, Where you going to I'm, going to, I'm going to start us off with the number one, as in the diabetes type number one. Uh, as uh, listeners of the show know, this is a, uh, a topic that's near and dear to both of us. Uh, we both have uh, family members that um, 
have type one diabetes, so we know we 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 know what it's like for these um for these people, uh, and we're we're looking to pump the new uh, advances because this is really a disease that um a lot of people seem to think we can uh, overcome at least overcome the symptoms in the next little bit, and that's what this story is all about. Um, so this story is about uh, a little implant. So a company out of San Diego, Viasite, has created this tiny little implant that is a pouch of stem cells. So these stem cells will be encouraged to grow into what's called islet cells. And these are the cells that are destroyed in type 1 diabetes. So the islet cells produce insulin uh, and they get destroyed uh, by the person's own immune system when they have type 1 diabetes. So they've created this little implant with these stem, stem cells in them. And the idea is that you inject this thing into the forearm uh, of the patient. Um, and then the blood vessels will grow through this pouch and feed the, uh, the stem cells in there. They specialize and turn into these islet cells. And then they can, that way they can both monitor blood uh, glucose levels. And when the blood glucose levels are too high, they will start to secrete insulin. So this is basically your insulin, your blood sugar monitor and your insulin creator or injector or whatever uh, you want to call it all in one. And it's a tiny little pouch that goes underneath the skin and then that's it. So this isn't a, a cure for, you know, the, the actual uh, autoimmune disease of uh, diabetes in terms of like stopping the immune system from attacking the pancreas or regrowing those cells. But you basically overcome the symptoms by uh using this little implant so yeah, and i as you said obviously it's something very dear to me so when i saw this story i sort of obviously latched latched onto it and I, I think it links into the story that we had a little bit before we talked about implanting you know light sensitive cells into you know the wrist and then maybe using that in the future right. so interesting this sort of thing was there i think the the whole back I saw to this, as you you alluded to there, it's in you know, the type one diabetes is caused by the immune system having an autoimmune effect and destroying its own beta cells and islet cells in the pancreas. What I caught at the end of this though is you have to then go on to immunosuppression for the rest of your life while you're wearing the pouch, and I think that's the this is going to be the catcher for me. Ah, I did not see that. I did not see that yeah. at all. Okay. And it, I don't know if we were looking at the same article and I looked at it, it was buried almost right at the end and they sort of had this big fanfare of, ah. this is amazing, oh, right at the end, oh, yeah, you know, it's not treating the underlying autoimmune disease, so you have to go on immunosuppression, which, you know, people that go through organ transplants live on immunosuppression for the rest of lives, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's them balancing it, isn't it? You know, do I want to stick with an insulin pump or four injections a day and yeah. God knows how many finger pricks or do I just want to, you know, suppress my immune system and manage that I don't get any other sort of illness. Yeah. Okay. But, I did not, I did not catch that at all. And I mean, it, there was kind of a thought in my head. I was like, well, what prevents the immune system from just destroying the cells in that pouch? But I thought maybe yeah. it was because if you, depending on the source of the stem cells, they might not look exactly like your own, um, beta cells or islet cells your own pancreas uh, cells so maybe the immune system's not totally uh you know focused on them i thought maybe it was a case like that but i did not see this you know you see they uh they didn't put that in there in the article that i read you know that's the fine right. print yeah you got to read the fine print so yeah because i got really excited when i saw that i got really excited yeah and then i thought 
So I went digging and then, yeah, found that. So, ah, okay. But it's still, and I I think it's a balance, isn't it? Because there are, you know, my daughter has type one and at the moment, touch wood, she's quite stable. Mm -hmm. But I get the impression that when she gets to, you know, when she reaches that teenage period where Mm -hmm. puberty kicks in and alcohol kicks in for the first time and things like that, then she can be destabilized. So actually then maybe something like this for that period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is actually is actually the better thing to do because it it restores natural function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so may, maybe it's not something you stay on forever, but maybe it's you know for those who are uncontrolled. But certainly, you know, I if I could place the bet, I think I think within my daughter's lifetime, the cure for diabetes will be discovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's certainly an area that generates a lot of research. And um, what has what's amazed me is the number of people that come out of the woodwork. So you know, I had no idea. You know, your sister was affected by it until mm-hmm. we started talking about my daughter. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting one. Um, and if they can, if you almost need like a hybrid, don't you, between the the thing that we talked about before with the light sensitive cells mm-hmm. that potentially you could implant, and and this. If I think it's a, it's a real it's a it's a real good area for yeah, like you said, like the merging of both like uh genetic uh technology so like using stem cells to recreate the tissue that's damaged or whatever and then also blending it with some sort of other technology like physical what you'd say like electronic technology or something in terms of a monitor or you know some other you know device that turns things on and off like it's it's a it's a really interesting area and any you know like most of these things like when we talk about ebola and stuff i don't want to be morbid and be like it's great that you, you people have this disease because then we can test all these different things and come up with these different ideas but it is a really interesting area of um you know health research i guess in terms of just seeing what they can do and uh yeah i agree with you i wouldn't be surprised if diabetes actually you know what let's be bold let's make the let's make the prediction diabetes you're done for you're done for you're getting your ass your, na- your, your days are numbered days are numbered man Although I, I so I, and I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before. So um, a friend of ours works in the immunology arena, and she was talking about somebody in her lab that was working on the artificial pancreas and some of the potential cures and things. So when I mentioned this to my daughter and said, you know, a friend of daddy's is, you know, working in the same laboratory as the guy that is leading the charge against diabetes and for a cure. My daughter, my daughter's six, so she was like. Oh. A cure for diabetes, no, no more injections. It's like no more injections, and no more finger pricks. It's like and no more blood tests, yeah. like ten times a day. She's like, and then she paused for about twenty seconds, and she went, "I don't want it. I don't want the cure." I was like, "What? What? What? Why not? No more injections, no more blood tests." She went, "I wouldn't get to go to the front of the lunch queue every day at school." <laughs> <laughs> and that, that to her with diabetes is the more important thing doesn't matter that I've got to do four insulin injections a day and all these blood tests I get to go to the front of the lunch queue and get lunch before everyone else in my school so I'm down with diabetes with priorities it. man priorities yeah. they well, might change over time so uh, we're not going to halt supporting diabetes research just for this yeah. uh, hold on there little girl your priorities yeah. might change well, you know, and I was going to run a marathon to raise some money, but I cancelled it there and then. I thought, well, there's no point. You know, she's happy with diabetes. It's fine. Yeah, good. But, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we should continue the charge. No, no, no. I think you made the good choice on not running the marathon because if you ran a marathon, you know how how bad I would feel about my own level of inactivity. <laughs> like, don't do don't do things like that to me. 
Come on, man. There's <laughs> solidarity. Okay, okay. Let's stick together, brother. I hear what you're saying. Right. So, and actually linking on from the diabetes piece, so um, a story that I wanted to mention today actually uh, is actually about Parkinson's. So how does that link to diabetes? I hear the masses scream from beyond the podcast because obviously I can hear what all the listeners are screaming. Um, <laughs> and but boy, are a, they a screaming. Study. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave any angry reviews, please. <laughs> Um, so the um, UCL, University College of London, uh, has just completed a 48-week study in 62 patients that have uh, Parkinson's. So Parkinson's is, um, for those of listeners that don't know, is a neurological disorder where basically the um, cells that are responsible for producing dopamine within the brain just, just die off. So dopamine levels drop. So current treatments at the moment just basically replace the dopamine levels. Um, and as more cells die, you have to increase that dose of dopamine and just it just leads to a, a downward spiral of symptoms and side effects you end up taking more drugs to manage the drug side effects yeah. it's a bit of a disaster so uh, the trial they've been doing is actually looking at stopping the progression of the disease so stopping these cells from from dying and this is where the link to diabetes comes in because they've discovered that um, a type of drug used in type 2 diabetes so um, this is slightly different to the type 1 diabetes, uh, a drug called exenatide, which acts on GLP-1 receptors um, in the pancreas, normally to boost insulin production and manage blood glucose. Um, that receptor is also present in the brain. So what they've discovered in this 48-week trial is the patients, they had two groups, one group on exenatide and one just on standard therapy. Uh, and the group that were on the exenatide, their uh, progression of the disease virtually halted to nothing. Ah. So they weren't losing uh, dopamine-producing cells in their brain. Correct. Excellent. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, this potentially has um, massive implications. So uh, a couple of the, the people that were involved in the study competition were the Michael J. Fox Research mm -hmm. um, Charity were involved in it as well. So they, you know, they've held these results as a massive breakthrough, and they're now looking to extend the study and what they basically said is you'd have to halt the progression of the disease for years for it to have a a severe meaningful effect. Obviously, it's had a, an effect over the space of 48 weeks, but if you could halt it for a couple of years, that would have a massive impact. Yeah, the extension um, of life and quality of life would be yeah. would be huge, yeah. Yeah, um, and especially in, in sort of the younger onsets like the Michael J. Foxes mm -hmm. that have it, you know, a really young onset. If you could delay the progression at that stage, that would have a massive impact later on in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, interesting that that sort of spun out of uh, yeah type two diabetes medication. Seeing some of the, I, I, from one of the reports I read that, um, and I don't know, it was sort of anecdotal. They were saying that they were saying, oh, how did they make this discovery? So there was one scientist saying, well, the receptors are present. We knew the receptors, but another was saying there's actually a theory that Parkinson's begins in the gut. Yeah, as a and then from there it spurs on. So that was then another school of thought of, well, actually that was the thinking. And another one said it was just a total accident. They had some type 2 diabetics that also had Parkinson's that they just noticed yeah. weren't progress their disease wasn't progressing. So, yeah, what, whatever the reason is, they've made this discovery. So we'll watch this one with interest because it sounds like it could be a potential blockbuster if it was to, to come through. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, yeah, that would mean a lot of good things for a lot of people. Uh, and, yeah, it's a cool cool story of in terms of you know research in one area all of a sudden popping up and being really useful in the other you know which is just another reason to support research 
And science in general. Yeah, and they've also said that potentially they're now going to investigate it for Alzheimer's as well because there are there's overlaps between Parkinson's and Alzheimer's in terms of some of the knock-on effects down the line with both diseases. So, right. Yeah, funny how these things come together in some ways. Yeah, well, good good news. Uh, good news on all fronts. Um, and... I guess we'll we'll move right along to more medical news. This is our like condensed medical news uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Uh, now that we're on wow. iTunes, we got to up our sound effects game. You know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe eventually, if we get some money, and we could you know maybe have a sound engineer come in and record some stuff. For now, I'll do I'll do some of the sound effects. I'll just right. Uh, <laughs> there, that's the. Uh, rapid fire science yeah that's right that's right rapid fire well yeah like uh the other big story in um medical research news um was the editing of human embryos that was done for the first time so the genetic uh editing of human embryos can't remember exactly where it was done it might i think it was in the u.s actually uh which is somewhat surprising considering um they usually have a lot of uh uh, pushback on doing this kind of thing on on human embryos so we're talking about uh, snipping a gene out a problem gene out of the human embryo so that the subsequent child would not have um, a disease so at the moment what they the level that the technology is at is if you know um, of a single gene that will uh, lead to a disease so i think it's with things like Cystic fibrosis is is the main one um, yeah. that gets brought up. Hunt, yeah, Huntington's disease and some cancers. They really know that it's like there's a there's one gene uh, that gets mutated and then that leads to disease. So if you could just snip that out uh, and put a healthy one in uh, a gene without the mutate, mutation, then then you're good to go. You're basically set for life. Uh, but you have to do it in the embryo so that the when as the embryo grows and the more cells get added to the to the child and become a full child, um, they all carry the healthy copy of the gene and not some you know have the old copy and some have the new copy. So basically, they found that this was possible. They could do this in a human embryo. They could snip this out and get a healthy gene in there, uh, which of course leads to designer baby talk and people losing their shit about designer babies which you know we won't get into the debate on whether or not you want a designer baby i'm for it <laughs> well you and i'm guessing you'd be selecting the one with like a hockey stick arm that's right ice skate ice skating boots already built in that's right that's right we can make him better than he was at at, at hockey yeah yeah um but yeah, anyway, I mean, I mean, there's obviously a big debate that always comes up when you talk about gene editing. And I mean, doing gene editing in a human embryo is massive in terms of uh, that it's never been done before. And the fact that we're governments and scientists are allowed to be doing this work, which I think is it is good work. I will stand on the side that it is good. But the important thing to note here uh, and the, the direction I want to go with this is that designer babies are not in the pipeline and there's a reason for it this they actually found this in the study that it would be very hard to make designer babies so that's not on the way the technology is not there and here's why 
what they what they found they could do is they could cut the gene out, right? Like you can cut the the bad gene out. This is not a problem. We have the technology in in the form of the CRISPR gene editing um, tool. Uh, but what they couldn't do was actually add a new gene in. So in I think it was like 112 embryos that they that they that they used uh, in this study. Each one of them had the bad gene um, brought into it by the sperm, and the healthy gene was in the egg already. So they were able to cut the bad gene out, and what they tried to do was then introduce a novel uh, gene, a new um, good gene from an outside source. But none of the embryos picked that up. It wasn't incorporated into any of them. What they did, what ended up happening was the embryos just resorted back to the healthy copy that was already present from the egg, from the from the maternal source, from the mother source. Right. So they found that it was actually very, very hard, if, well, impossible in this case, to add a new gene in from a foreign source. Uh, meaning that there's some there's some kind that some mechanism that human embryos have to prevent this 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 introduction of a new gene from an outside source. So this is something that you find in when they've done uh, animal embryo manipulations is that they can add a new gene in and you can do it in bacteria. You can do it in all these other types of animals, but they weren't able to do it in humans. So there's some kind of mechanism or barrier there uh, that they, they, they can't figure out or that they have yet to figure out. So we're not going to be able to just start adding things in <clears throat> to human embryos anytime soon, which is, you know, good or bad, depending, depending on your uh, uh, perspective. But what you could do is because you could, you know, you could then cut out a copy of a gene from the sperm or one from the egg, and then the embryo will resort to using the copy from the other one. You could pick which traits come from mom and which traits come from dad, right? So you could manipulate it that way in order to be like, well, I want it to have my eyes or my nose or my hair color or whatever. But again, you would have to know the exact gene that codes for this this trait. And you would have to know that it's not going to alter any other parts of the of the developing embryo. Right. Because genes very rarely just act in by uh, by themselves where one gene equals one trait they're usually a mix mash of you know levels it's not a it's not a binary thing it's a it's a whole gradient it's a spectrum so it's very very hard to do um so it's not coming anytime soon but this was a really like amazing study i guess in terms of showing that we can snip these bad genes out that we know are bad and they found no knock-on effects from that too so by cutting this gene out um they didn't see other developmental issues you know like again that they wouldn't have suspected by not knowing that if you cut this gene out it affects some other gene which affects something else blah, 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 blah. Right, so yeah. so we're very we are looking at a very limited um range of diseases where we can say Yes, one gene equals disease, get rid of it, and there you go. So it's 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 good, but it's also not as good to make designer babies yet. So people you can just, you know, hold on and instance, and not, you know, freak out so much. It yeah, it's it's a bit of an over, you know, most people would see the headline they'll freak out, wouldn't they? But I think in a way it's it's good that it causes people to 
pick up and take an interest in science, although it might be a little bit misinformed. Go away, you know, go away and read the information and make your own opinion. But I, you know, I read a similar when I saw this on the news. Read a similar because I think they let the embryos go to about eight days, didn't something they? like Once that. Yeah, performed it. Um, and, but yeah, so I think for me, it opens up the whole debate of not so much designer babies, but how much do we tinker with nature? So, you know, is there some sort of screening that we would do in the future where you would screen for all these diseases? Yes, it's present. No, it's not. If it's present, snip it out. Then what do you, do you snip it out? And then are you tinkering with nature or is it, is there a technology down the future whereby, you know, you let that embryo come to term and give birth and then, you know, if one or two years in, you then discover that child has cystic fibrosis. Is there then a way of using retrospective gene therapy to to fix it, to treat yeah. it, and, and cure it, so that you've then got the individual? And I think maybe well for our <laughs> rapid fire science today, probably uh, too big a topic to get into. But I think uh, it could be a d- good discussion for the future. To, yeah, at what point do we do we meddle with nature? I think I think that's much? a great discussion to have in the future. I'm just going to say right now, meddle away. Uh, this is what we've done as a species. The line in the sand for, has been forever. Drawn. So to to deny our nature of, as meddlers and tinklers, I think, is silly. Um, and I think that you have to do it in the in the germline, like in the embryo. Uh, that's the easiest and best way, I would say, to get the results that you want, uh, rather than doing like once the child's born or what you you know you on and on. Then it's much harder to go back in and change all the copies of the gene that you want that is now present in all the cells of the body all over. So it's very very difficult. But I mean, who knows? Like the technology may be there. But well, and I know I know there's uh, and I think it's for cystic fibrosis. I think there's uh, a company that has I'm not sure if it's approved or if it's in trials a, a product that blocks that gene expression effectively. Yeah. So uh, and I think. It, I was always going to say I thought it was some sort of nasal spray as well, but I'm not sure about that. But it basically, in a cystic fibrosis, it blocks that gene being expressed. Yeah. So in effect, it cures the, the disease as long as you're taking the drug because it blocks the right, expression right, of, yeah. of that. So I guess it, the, you know there are effects that are possible later down the line. But yeah, you're right. I think it obviously it's easier to sort the problem at source. Yeah, I guess, than nip it in the bud, as they say. Snip it in the bud. Yeah, you don't nip, you snip. There you oh, go. Okay. Well, you, you snip if you're using the CRISPR technology. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, okay. But yeah, let's let's table that discussion for, for another day because if anyone has listened to me on any sort of podcast, they will know how in favor I am of, uh, of uh, manipulating nature all the way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you might not all agree. And to those that don't agree, I say uh, you're wrong. But uh, we'll, uh, wow. we'll, we'll save it for another day. Okay. Well, we we've got some time left over, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to one of the backup stories I had, which uh, it can be a quick fire one, but I think it'll be of this listener's interest. That's right. It will. Because, uh, it's going to break but, from our theme a bit, but you know, we'll give it to you. Well, I'm going to go with that. Well, no. Well, do you want to do your backup nope, story? No. 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 We got to go okay. with uh, with lasers. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, the cat is out of the bag. Lasers. <laughs> lasers. <laughs> Um, yeah lasers ladies and gents i know it's a a favorite of the listeners is up there with ebola and head transplants uh unfortunately it doesn't involve ebola or head transplants it just involves lasers if we could find a way to combine those three what a story that would be um but it's lasers and the world of nuclear fusion 
Um, so basically, for the first time ever, scientists within the laboratory have recreated stellar plasma conditions. So the type of conditions you get inside of the core, core of a star. Ah, okay. And they basically, they've done this with lasers. So basically, they've used the la- So inside the store, in star, not store. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pop to the store and go and get a new star, I think. <laughs> this one's gone a bit supernova on me. Um Basically, in the core of the star, um, the high temperature and high pressure you get helps form the heavy elements. So that's where most of the heavy elements that are in the universe. Do you know? Do you, sort of oxygen okay, yeah. I was going to ask for examples of heavy yeah. elements because I know yeah. none. Yeah, compared to helium and hydrogen, it's obviously you know part of the fusion process, but you know the lighter elements. Um, so what they've done is they've used these powerful lasers to create plasma conditions about 40 times more massive than the sun. Mm. So that's quite impressive. Yeah, that's very you know, impressive. Our sun's, our sun's quite big. Um, it's around about, temperature-wise, about 50 million Kelvin. I don't... Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. E- even, if you're, even if you're listening to this podcast in Fahrenheit, that's a bit... 50 million is a big yeah, number. Yeah, it's really fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, and this was conducted um, by the uh, Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, which is in California, uh, in their NIF facility, their National Ignition Facility. Ah, okay. Um, which is where they do... I thought that could have stand for something else, but well, yeah. Well, we won't go there. Maybe on podcast after hours. Yeah. Yeah, so they're funded by the Department of Energy um, and... They do a lot of work on different types of energy, but they've been focused on this for quite a few years. Um, and this, as I said, it's the first time they've recreated this in the laboratory. Now, what I would like, how do they contain something that hot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see a picture of like what it is. Like I'm thinking of like something like Ghostbusters, you know, like the big containment unit where they put the ghosts in. You know, something like this with like lasers going into it. And at the very middle, there's just like this glowing you know, pulsating kind of orb of plasma that's just getting zapped from all sides, something like this. I'm guessing there's no yeah, photos. I, uh, yeah, no photos. They did not. They didn't yeah, allow you, cell phones you, in there to to take. No, no, no. If only. Oh, why didn't we just snap a quick picture? Yeah. On the old, why, did, why, why didn't they Instagram that? Come on. Yeah, that would have been a great Instagram yeah. send out. You know, Come on, NIF. Yeah, who would who would have who would have known? So, yeah, what? So that they've said that this is they've got a series of experiments, um, and this was like the first one that they've they've started, and now this has been successful. And they'll go to the the next wave, so to speak. Um, but they've said that really this establishes a whole new tool for astrophysics to start building a platform on because now you can basically recreate that star reaction, mm-hmm. that nuclear fusion reaction in the laboratory without having to try and study something you know, million miles away in the universe that you don't really have any control over. Right, right. So basically they've created the in the inside core of a star, the, what do they call it, the engine of the star, the oven of the star, the thing that's, the reaction that's going on that makes a star what is a star. That's really cool. And actually the other thing that I think of is, um, what does this mean for fusion technology? You know, wow. The energy, the energy it, source, uh, commonly known as cold fusion. Well, if it if it means the use of lasers, then I am all for it. It will. But if cold if cold fusion is going to abolish the use of lasers, I'm going to have a hard time getting behind that. 
I'll be honest. Yeah, with like you. your daughter going wanting diabetes to get to the front of the queue. You're like, uh, energy, yeah. uh, endless energy supply, free for everyone on the planet. Mm, does it mean I have mm. to give up my lasers? Yeah, no. If, if it if it means it can power my laser, then I guess there's maybe some roads of discussion we can embark on. Yeah. But there's there's got to be a laser involved. That's all I'm going to say. I'm thinking these things are going to power uh, super big lasers that we can then just blow up stars. Yeah. You know? So basically, you want to create a Death Star. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what I'm saying, Brad. And you know what? This is probably exactly how it happened uh, with the Empire, too. They were just sitting around being like, spitballing some ideas. Let's get a laser here. Maybe it blows up a star. What do we call it? Death Star. Bada bing, bada boom. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Lunch? Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then they use that same laser probably to make a toasty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think I, I mean it's gotta it's gotta have some implication for fusion because if you if you've created the inside of the star, I mean that's what that's the reaction that everybody's trying to yeah. trying to do, right? So do they have this? Um, have they just created this super hot plasma that mimics the inside of the star, or is the reaction going on? I loved your reaction right there of putting your hands up, just like I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. <laughs> Don't, yeah, if I was a physicist, I'd be a bit, but as we've discovered on numerous previous episodes of our podcast, we both love the worlds of physics, but we don't have a frigging clue. Yeah, that's right. So I'd love to be able to answer all your questions. The, the only thing I can relate it to is, can you remember Pop-Tarts? Yeah. The inside of those is probably about the same as 40 times the core of the sun <laughs> by the time they come out the toaster. So, you know, the groundwork was laid for this a long time ago by the breakfast cereal companies. And now these scientists just really jumping on the back of that's that. True. That's true. They that's just added some yeah, lasers to sound message. cool, you know, and grab our attention. Yeah. yeah. And if they'd have put lasers on the box of Pop-Tarts, they'd still be in business. They'd still be That's going. right. That's right. Everything's better with lasers. Indeed it But is. no, that's really cool. I guess we'll, we'll be, we'll have, this is just another one to uh, keep our eye on because I got to think that this is, you know, a, a step towards fusion and it's going to have those those damn oil companies shaking in their boots. Am I right? <laughs> well, yeah, but you come from a country that's built on those damn oil companies. So. That's right. And uh, so we don't <laughs> want fusion to happen too soon uh because we still need jobs uh in my home province and so if we just have a, a soft transition we would be okay <laughs> wow the trouble is you know they're going to use those lasers to make robots it's eventually that's going to take the jobs away from the people in your province so and then no jobs for anybody this is a the wonderful yeah. future that i want to that i want to explore uh, as well it'd be that utopia that you've foreseen before but then everyone would get a laser so Job okay, man, we have our political platform, I think, right here. No jobs for anybody, <laughs> lasers for everybody. For everyone. <laughs> Perfect. How that couldn't fail to get us elected to the Galactic Senate, I have no idea. All right, man, well, we'll start. These are all ideas that we can start working on for. Uh, for the next uh, slate of episodes, now that, like, you know, again, we're, we're on the new platforms, we're available to so many more people now. So, so what, what you're saying is, by us moving into the world of Stitcher and iTunes is really the first step of galactic domination. When you put it that way, it sounds so nefarious. I'm talking about a sweet new future where no jobs for anybody and lasers for everybody. 
Say it with me now. Say it with me. Let's, you know. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. You're a politician at heart. <laughs> just basically ignore what I, and just, no, no, what I'm saying yeah, is I don't, no jobs, but lasers. I, no jobs, but lasers. I think you're finally getting yeah, it. I think you're finally getting it. Can can Bruce have a laser? That's what I want to know. Yeah, but cute have, kittens but with lasers a laser that works without like the opposable thumb. Well, I was going to say, put it right on his head. Cute kittens with lasers on their heads. <laughs> well, now that is an idea that would sell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Apart from people wouldn't be able to afford them because they wouldn't have jobs. But we'll get around that. We'll discuss universal basic income. Don't fear the robots. Actually, fear the robots. I'm. Well, yeah, yeah. Fear the robots, especially if they're the ones with lasers and we don't that's have right. our lasers That's yet. why everybody needs a, ra- a laser, you know what? And you can have my yeah. laser when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> now I'm appealing to our American audience. <laughs> we want, Yeah, we basically want to uh, be able to stop the Terminators in their yeah. track. Lasers for all. Lasers for all. I'm, I'm certainly on board with that. So... Uh, are you ready for us to sort of wrap up and give a summary of where let's we do it? Let's do today? the rapid fire wrap up. Okay. Well, before we do the rapid fire uh, wrap up, I'm going to think of a sound effect for that in a minute. Um, it is one of our listeners' birthdays uh, in a couple of days' time. So by the time this gets published, it'll probably come out on a birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Jess. Happy birthday, Jess. Uh, thanks for just, listening. Uh, you know, yeah, thanks for listening on one of the new many platforms that we're now And if you want your using. birthday shout out, Give us a review on iTunes and let us know when your birthday is, <laughs> and we'll shout you out. Good plan. Yeah, as you, you know, we've said before on previous that we are not afraid to whore ourselves for listeners. So yeah, birthday shout yeah. outs, uh, weddings, bar mitzvahs. If you want us to call right. somebody out, someone who's wronged you, we'll do that too. <laughs> and then if that person wants a rebuttal, we'll do that too. So just you we'll know, do that as well. Yeah. We're, we're like the equalizer of the podcast yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Just get in touch is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, basically, we're, we're lonely yeah. <laughs> here. There's only so much that thoughts of lasers and head transplants and Ebola can can sustain a man yeah. for, and uh, we're 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 running low. But anyway, uh, summary. <laughs> um, that, that wasn't a good one. I'll, I'll work on that for. It was great. Listeners. It was great. Um, so. Um, well, point one, diabetes. Uh, you heard it here first. Diabetes is going to get his ass kicked. That's right. That's right. We we put it on blast. We put diabetes on yeah. blast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take my laser and blast it up the yeah. ass. Diabetes <laughs> is going to get blasted. Uh, step two is uh, designer babies are not in fashion. Despite what you've heard, they're not in fashion. Yeah. yeah. So and don't even get your hopes up, you narcissistic, you know, parents out there. Yeah. That want your beautiful yeah. Adonis babies to be smart and good at everything. Yeah. They're never going to be as smart and as beautiful as Flash That's and right. I. So, you know, unless you plan to clone yeah. us, which for, you know, for money, we could probably entertain. Yeah, um, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you would be. Uh, so, yeah, feel free to drop us a line for that as well. Uh, and the third thing we learned today is everything, and I mean everything, is better with That's lasers. Right. That's right. Yeah. I don't think there's any debating that. Uh, I don't think we'll run into no. a, a lot of heavy opposition on that, except maybe from the Luddite folks that want to keep their, you know, muskets and things like this. But, you know, to those people, like, I they, say, good day, sir. 
Well, I, I, I say let them keep their muskets and their black powder and their rifles and their pistols. That's fine. I've got a freaking laser. <laughs> I can burn you from miles yeah. away. Well, you can't even see me. But you know what? I think... Our, not that I would want to... I'm not advocating burning people. That's yeah. bad. But I'm just saying I would have a laser made. Yeah. And, and I think our, our laser enthusiasm is beginning to show here. So maybe we need maybe we need to tone it back. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, see, I, see, I, can, I can see what you're yeah. saying there. Hey, Brad, your laser's um, showing. No, I'm just pleased to see you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as as Flash said, please get on one of the new platforms, subscribe. We'd really love it if you would subscribe because that just helps us and show some love. Um, you can obviously still get in touch with us the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Twitter is the yeah. old-fashioned way. <laughs> you, can, you can tweet us at the show, at 2 brad for you. You can tweet me individually, at Bradley W. Hayes. Is it at B. Van Padden? That's the one. There we eventually after all these episodes I finally yeah, get it yeah, yeah. Um, the Instagram as well for the show you can Instagram us in your pictures any lasers kittens with lasers any pictures really <laughs> yeah, uh, send us your laser about... pics eh <laughs> and it was then that we were removed from yeah. our machines <laughs> quite rapidly um, yeah if, I, if I've failed any sort of media outlet there? I think that's covered all the bases, hasn't it? I think so, yeah. I think everything that we're on, and I do love that we're, for us, iTunes and Stitcher is new. We're like, ooh, check out these new <laughs> platforms. Ooh. Yeah, there's, there's people listening to this going, all right, granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. Wait, can you get that on the flip us. phone? It's shiny and new. Does that, <laughs> does that come on my flip phone? I don't know. I don't know. Can I get up my home landline phone here? <laughs> How do I call iTunes? What's the number? <laughs> Who is this iTunes yeah, I want to talk yeah, yeah. about? Where can I, Where meet, I him? meet him? Or her? <laughs> iTunes could be a her. That's right. We're not going to. Uh, we're not going to assume. We're not going to assume genders here. Yeah. iTunes is gender gender neutral. That's right. And because of that, could never serve in the U.S. Armed Forces. Man, we can't. You know, if, if we keep opening up these cans of beans, you know, we're just going to have to stay here all day working through them. But. <laughs> we know that's not possible, and we got to wrap that's it up. That's not possible. So we have. This was a quick one, but it was hopefully a good one. I had fun. I hope you had fun. I hope the listeners had fun. Thank you all for joining us. Um, and we'll try and crank out another one before August. August is done. Uh, September is going to be a bit of a uh, uh, a tough one to uh, schedule, but we should be back in the fall with more regular episodes. So do subscribe. And you'll be getting all that great content. Indeed. Flash, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you, sir. It's been great. Uh, and I will talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks so much. And Freak Motif can play. All time. right. Let's do it. Take care. Later.
freaking lasers. Am I recording, actually? Yes. Yes, I've been. I've got all this gold. Well, you mine through enough shit, you'll find a diamond eventually. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, we ready? Uh, ready. Bruce, you ready? Yeah, Bruce is ready. 